welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. If this is your very first time listening to the podcast, welcome. And if this is your second or third or fourth time listening to the podcast, then welcome back. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Makesa, who is... I'm now a work-at-home mom. She used to be an engineer and decided that she wanted to be present more with her daughter. So if you are thinking about being at home, working from home, spending more time with your child, and just being able to have that flexibility, then you want to stay tuned. So I'm going to play the conversation, then I'll get back on. Makesa, thank you so much for taking out the time. I know as moms, we're like super busy and <laughs> we're, all, we're also like just sitting here tonight. Like our daughters just went to bed and so we're just going to hop into the conversation. So Makesa, can you tell everybody a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me on the call, Kim. Um, my name is Makesa Coven, as Kim stated. I am um, 29 years old. I am a mother to a five-year-old named Riley. I am a graduate of Florida A&M University. I graduated in 2011 with a degree in engineering. Um, and so, as Kim mentioned, I transitioned to from an engineer to a full-time, full-time stay-at-home mom um, in my network marketing business. So that's a little bit about me. Okay. Thank you for sharing. So um, tell us how long you've actually been a single mom. So you say your daughter's five. So at what age did you actually become a single mom? Um, Okay. So... Riley was born, geez, now I have to do some math. (laughs) So five, she's five and I'm 29. So it was 24. So I've been a single mom for all of her life. So when I got pregnant, um, I actually got pregnant by my high school sweetheart. Um, We dated like two years in high school, um, my junior and senior year. Um, He went into the military and I went to college, but we still continued to date um, throughout the course of my entire college career. Um, After I graduated from college, I, you know, knew that we were going to be together forever. I flew out to Seattle, Washington, um, where he was actually living at the time. Um, I'm from Florida. So that's like all the way on the other side of the United States. And, um, thought that I would, you know, find a job there and just realized that it, it just wasn't something that was going to work out. Um, so we actually broke up <laughs> while I was in Seattle. I flew back home to, in, to Florida and a month or two later, I found out I was pregnant. So that's kind of how um, my story went about. So I was a single mom for the entire duration of my pregnancy, really. Um, he did move to Florida and, you know, help during the pregnancy. And for the first year or two of Riley's life, he was local. Um, and then, of course, after the two years was up, he kind of moved back to Seattle. And that's where he's kind of like, you know, made a life for himself. But yeah, so we, I've been a single mom for the past five, six years, if you encou- if you include my pregnancy. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That must have been like really challenging for yes. you. Yes. It was, you know, you have like this idea of how life is going to happen and right. it work out that way. So exactly. Yeah. Like I always talk about me wanting to move to Florida when I graduated from college 
and go to University of Miami, but uh-huh. that never happened. I actually got pregnant in college, oh, so wow. yeah, so I actually, <laughs> none of that, <laughs> what I thought was going to happen, happened. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty interesting. So um, you said that um, he moved down there. Um, like during her first two years so were you guys kind of co-parenting or were you still trying to yeah. work out so we know we you know had our boundaries I we were just strictly co-parenting like he would get her two to three nights out of the week um and of course she was just a baby then um but yeah he would um we would alternate times that we would spend with her um, he was very involved in her life he you know picked her up from daycare on the days that he was you know, it was his day. Um, and then, like I said, he wanted to go back to school and decided to move back to Seattle to pursue his degree in dentist dentistry. So, so oh, wow. yeah. Wow, interesting. So now, like, what is it like? Does she get to see him now? Does he get um, Not as much. So the crazy thing, and I guess I can talk about this a little bit into like my, my journey into network marketing. So the first two years of her life, he was very, very involved. And then um, a year after he moved to Seattle, he was still pretty involved. You know, we would we took her to Disney on two occasions. We take trips together, you know, just really co-parenting. And we had the boundaries that, you know, we were not together. Um, and I knew that. Well, I think Riley was three. And it was like the October before her third birthday, I think. And, um, he completely went MIA. So he stopped answering the phone, um, stopped visiting. I thought he had like left the face of the earth. So, you know, after two months or so of not hearing from him, cause he would FaceTime her like very frequently. I went on Google and then I found out he had remarried or he had gotten married. And so that changed the kind of the whole course of the relationship between he and her. So he, that relationship kind of just dwindled. Um, Riley doesn't see him as often. So she doesn't, it's kind of like an out of sight, out of mind type thing. She doesn't really talk about him, but you know, she does have days when she's like, Oh, you know, my friend's dad picked me up from, or picked her up from school today. Why doesn't my dad pick me up? You know, just little things like that. So yeah, McKinley says the same thing. Yeah. At that age of trying to understand why her dad is not, not here. So. Right, and I think they're at the age where they kind of fig- are figuring things out, but not uh-huh. really. Like, they don't really care as much right now, but I think it may be a discussion later. Yeah, exactly. And then, so, like, there are times, and of course, I, as a mother, I've never, like, said anything negative to her about her dad or anything of that sort. So I really try to get her to FaceTime him and things like that. Um and she just, she has no desire to like kind of talk about it or to FaceTime him. Or if he does call, she's like, I don't want to talk. Like she just has her own little opinion of how she wants to handle things. But at the same time, she does question it. So. Yeah, I think McKinley is the same way. Um, <laughs> her dad, he does FaceTime her. But sometimes she's like, I'm watching my iPad. Yeah, that's exactly how Riley is. She's you know? like, well, I'll call him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, she says the exact same thing. <laughs> And it's like, you would think that that kind of stuff would actually like, I don't know, push a button um, for them, but I don't know. No, it doesn't bother. I don't think it bothers them. them. Yeah. I've told, I've explained it to her dad that she feels that way. And I think he thinks that I'm like fibbing or like lying about it. Like even for Father's Day, I had, I would try to get her to FaceTime him and she like literally cried because she didn't want to. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to force you anymore. It's totally up to you if you want to talk to your dad. (laughs) 
Right. I think it's something that they have to, you know, do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. So that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So um, it's a typical day like for you, like being a stay at home mom or a work from home mom. Um, now that I have transitioned to, you know, working from home, um, it's a lot more flexible. So one of the reasons why I worked so hard to get to this position was because I was a single mom. And so, you know, before I started my business, I was working in the manufacturing world as an engineer and I was working 50 to 70 hours a week. So, you know, that's more than just the Monday through Friday shift. Okay. So I work Monday through Friday. I have to be the work to work at like five, six o'clock in the morning. Like on the days that I have to go to work, it was still dark, like pitch black dark outside. And I'm dropping Riley off to daycare. She's like the first kid in daycare. Luckily the manufacturing plant had a daycare on site. So, you know, she, it was a daycare that was open before most daycares are. So, and then on weekends they were closed. So I'd have to like take her to friends. And I was in an area where I really didn't know too many people. I did have a little bit of family there. So like every weekend I just alternate different people for her to, you know, stay with. And so that was really, um, just stressful, um, not being able to spend that time with her. So just dropping, having to drop her off at like this person's house, that person's house. And then before I know it, it's Monday and we're like hitting the grind again. Um, so, and then, you know, like always racing the clock, you get off work and then you're trying to get them bathed. You have to fix dinner. Um, right. just not having <laughs> that quality time to kind of spend, spend with them. So yes, it's a lot more flexible. Um, being able to go on field trips, being able to be on the PTO board. Um, that's actually some projects that I'm working on tonight was for PTO. Um, but just things that I, I normally would not be able to do to have that freedom to spend time with her. Right. I can totally relate because I'm like, now I'm always trying to plan my day, but it's like, no matter how I plan it, it seems to go so fast. Yes. And then like, <laughs> what happened? Like, and then you're trying to make sure that you've gotten everything off your, your list. Like, I think you have to be a lot more structured when you are a single mom because so much falls on you. Like you don't have someone taking care of the bills for you or, you know, budgeting. Like you literally have to do every single aspect of life by yourself. Yes. And my favorite thing is like, you have to budget your time like you budget your money. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you won't yes. get anything done. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So I was looking at your social media page and I noticed that you have the name, The Rewired Mama. So tell me how that came about. I'm very interested to know. <laughs> Everyone always asks that. So like when I, I started network marketing, number one, it was something totally different than I had ever like imagined myself doing because, you know, I was taught, my parents just were, did not have an entrepreneurship mindset and they still don't. They don't understand it. So like I was always taught, you know, to go to school, get a good job or make sure that you graduate the top of your class, make sure you get good grades, make sure you get a good job with, you know, benefits, 401k plan and all this other stuff. And then, you know, network marketing kind of fell in my lap. And I was like one of those people that were number one, completely skeptical about it because I just always assumed everything was a scam. Um, I had my guard up about so many different things, but this opportunity just kept like being presented to me like on social media. So I was like, let me see what this is all about. You know, I see all of these women being successful. Um, so let me, you know, see if this is something that I can do too. 
Um, and so I say that I'm like kind of the rewired mama because I had to rewire my mindset. Like it's a renewing of the mindset, like for you to like think differently. So instead of me like thinking of, I want to work for the next 30, 40 years and move up to the top of the company. Now I want to own my own company. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a rewired mindset, um, per se of just thinking differently, like breaking the mold of what your parents instilled in you. Not saying everything that our parents instilled in us where it was, and I'm going to speak for myself, I won't say for everyone, instilled in me were bad. Um, not at all, but that's all that they knew. You know, my dad has the same job that he had out of college. Like he's an engineer as well. But at the time, the economy was booming. Like his, he works for the government. They pay all of his student loans off. He's now like, you know, a chief engineer on um, the Air Force Base where he works. But, you know, that's the stability that the job market had at that time. For us, we don't get all those types of benefits. Like it's rare that you find a job that's just going to pay off your student loan debt, who's going to pay for relocation um, and just give you those type of benefits and stability. It's just rare, um, especially in the job market today, like graduating college. I have so many college friends that are not even working in the fields that they, you know, studied and worked hard to get degrees in because it's just, it, it's impossible. Like for an entry-level position, you have to have like two to five years of experience. Like where are you going to get that when you've been in college for four years? So right. it's <laughs> just I little stuff like, like that. Yeah, because yes. I actually have a degree in biology and I actually worked as a research scientist while I was in college, but that's a whole nother story. I just kind of figured out, like, I didn't really want to do that either. Uh So, um, now I'm in healthcare and I actually do credentialing. So (laughs) yeah, it's not even, you know, and it kind of still relates, you know, biology, it's kind of an aspect of healthcare. Yeah. Kind of sort of, but not really. And you know, I guess, um, I didn't feel so bad when a lot of like execs, they had biology degrees, but then they went on to get a master's in healthcare. Uh And so I was like, I don't feel so bad, but I do understand how, you know, in our generation, in our time that we can't really, um, get the same benefits that they had back then. Mm -hmm. And I actually come from a family where, no one actually went to college. So mm-hmm. no one was able to teach me about anything, basically college yeah. related. And I was like the first one to go. So it's like everyone looked up to me for everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, definitely can relate. And then, yeah, just being able to just renew and, and rewire your mindset, rewire your thinking kind of. Yeah, absolutely. So In order to make life. a change, yeah, you yeah. have to. You have to change that mindset. Mm-hmm. It's People like, don't understand that. They think that, oh, I can just jump into entrepreneurship, but it ain't easy. Like you have to like really, it's a constant like pouring into yourself, constant like doing personal development and professional development every single day, being closer or having a relationship with a higher power, God, you know, in my case, but just really having that balance of both, like developing personally, spiritually and all of that. Yes, definitely. I am a firm believer that, <laughs> like, yes. I totally agree. You have to have some higher power. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know how you'll make it. I just exactly. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, I know that for me, um, a long time ago, now it works has actually been around a long time, and so for me, um, I used to see you know a lot of women selling the products, like you said, and you were like skeptical about it. So how 
do women that are interested in starting but maybe afraid or maybe skeptical like you were or maybe like I was about you know maybe network marketing Mm -hmm. or any other companies like what advice do you have for them um definitely so I I was the type of person that just assumed everything was a pyramid scheme I just had that negative opinion about like MLMs, network marketing. And it was totally because I was uneducated in the subject matter. Now, don't get me wrong, there are pyramid schemes out there. But if you do your research with most of the top prominent companies, it's nowhere near a pyramid scheme. And I don't think there's any other industry that can produce as as many millionaires as fast. So literally, um, my I'll just give you an example, my sponsor in the business, Um, We went to the same college. She has been in the business for four years now. She became a millionaire last year. Like what other industry could you, you know, work for three years and become a millionaire that fast? And then the other aspect of it is it's just like you starting your own business. And instead of a brick and mortar business, you are basically paying a small investment, um, you know, in order to join networks, it's $99. It's super small compared to most businesses. You know, most people are getting grants, getting loans to fund their, their dreams. And they're, they're automatically like in the red by thousands of dollars, but you're starting out on top in network marketing. Um, and it's literally, you have the ability to basically, it's all the steps are like laid out in front of you, but it's up to you to decide what you want to get out of it. You know, if you want to go on vacation for three months, you're able to just cut it, cut your work off and you don't have to think about it. But then if you're that person that wants to, you know, excel and become that millionaire in three to four years, you have that opportunity to work hard and get it. Um, so just being able to kind of change the trajectory of your entire life um, and just saying yes to an opportunity like network marketing. I think that it's really great. And another thing that I like is the ability to basically put people on. So like, you know, when I was as an engineer, for instance, I could work all day in my office, but I could never, my cousin or a friend could call me crying saying she lost her job. But I could never say, well, let me go talk to my boss and let me see if I can get you a job here because they're just not, most likely they're not going to be qualified to work in the the industry that I am, that I'm in or whatever. But with this, anybody, you can help anybody, you can put anybody on um, and help them to get that extra, extra foot um, to be more successful in life. And it's another source of income. So, so many of the people and women on my team are, you know, from all different backgrounds. So I have attorneys, um, pharmacists, Wall Street analysts, bankers, like so many different people, stay-at-home moms, teachers, educators, but I don't know anyone who wouldn't need just an extra, you know, three to $500 extra a month or just another stream of income. And as a single mom, like that was huge for me. Um, And like going back to what I was talking about as far as my daughter's dad, kind of like going MIA, you know, when It Works fell in my lap, I was that skeptical person. I really didn't, I took it serious, but not very serious. I was like, you know, if I make money in this, it'll be great. If I don't, at least I tried it. So I ended up reaching my goal of getting $500 extra a month. And I was kind of content there because, you know, I had a great job, was getting paid great. Um, and that $500 extra a month was just money that was going to my student loans and into my savings. So then when her dad went MIA, I ended up promoting to a rank that gave me like $2,000 extra a month. 
And her daycare at the time was like right at a thousand dollars. And I knew that it was nothing but God because, you know, at the time I was like, okay, well, it works is great. But I really, I didn't have a strong why as to why I wanted to join the business. I just thought it would be something to bring me an extra source of income. But God knew that a year later, Riley's dad would not be in the picture and I would need to cover that thousand dollar daycare payment. And it works has funded still to this day funds her daycare. So just little things like that, you know, as a single mom and you know, you don't have that extra or two incomes coming into your household. So this is a, pretty much like having, you know, you work full time and then say you had a spouse, it works could be per se your spouse um, if you have that extra income coming into your household. So I really think it's a great way for a woman, whether you're married, single, whatever, to kind of have that cushion so that you're not having to stress about, you know, the what ifs. So, so that's just, I probably rambled on too much about network marketing, but it's something that I'm very passionate about and being able to help people, um, you know, in my, my industry, I just was not able to do that. It was very technical based and just, I did not have the capability to basically help other people. Um, and it's something that I'm definitely passionate about. It works as funding, um, you know, my dreams. I want to start a nonprofit for single moms. Um, so different things like that, just being that vehicle that could fund things um, of your dreams. Yeah, that's awesome. And no worries about being too long with it. I can definitely <laughs> tell that you're very passionate about it. So with It Works, you actually have to sell the products. So you mm -hmm. actually have to use them yourself but then you also recruit other people. Mm -hmm. And so together they bring income, right? Is that mm -hmm. how it works? Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how your transition from being an engineer to actually developing a business through it works. Like how did that work for you? And then tell us like how long you've actually been in the business. So I, I guess like ultimately I really want to know what was that, I don't know, burning thing in you that said, I no longer want to do this anymore. I am completely over it and mm -hmm. I'm going to do it works alone. Like yeah. what was that like for you? Definitely. So I, I started it works in November of 2014. So about a little over three years ago. And after a, I'd say like two years of being in the business, I always say you start with the why and it kind of evolves. Like, you know, my why at first was just, I wanted a few extra coins a month and then it became wanting to pay my daughter's daycare. And then my why became wanting to replace my full-time income. And so when that happened, you know, when I was working full-time as an engineer, Riley was active in like ballet and gymnastics and all these extracurricular activities. And there are times when I'm at work, you know, in four o'clock hits, you know, if her gymnastics starts at 4.30, I know that I need to walk out my office at four. Well, I might get a phone call or I might have a meeting that runs over and I don't have anybody to like call and say, hey, do you mind going to pick Riley up for me? Or if her daycare closes at six and it's 5.30 and I'm stuck at work and then, you know, there's traffic and stuff. Like, I don't have anybody. I would have to pay late fees. And I think her daycare was charging like $5 a minute at the time. So it's like, you know, just not having that, I won't say support, but just, you know, not being able to be present in your kid's life. And so that was that driving force for me. Or, you know, if Riley's daycare called and said, hey, Riley fell in the playground or she's running a fever, not having to go to your boss and saying, you know, I have to leave work again. Like I remember one time 
it was like three days in a row something happened or I think maybe she had the flu and I had to keep calling out from work and my boss just started like looking at me crazy and then he ended up asking if I could like take work home to work on it and all this other stuff and I was just like you know what this has to change or you know if I took an extended lunch I remember she was sick once and I could not leave over-the-counter medicine um, at her daycare so I would have to drive and to give her medicine during her my lunch break and then she was on a nebulizer so I had to sit there and do her nebulizer treatment so it would take you know longer than an hour by the time I ate and all of that and so I remember coming back to work and one of my coworkers was like we didn't think you were coming back to work. Um, you were gone for a long time. And I'm just like, you know, these people are, why are you even worried about how long I'm gone for from lunch? But it's just the, and maybe it was the industry that I was in because most people did not have kids and it was very male dominated. So, you know, they had wives that were doing those things. They didn't have to worry about leaving work early. They could stay at work the seven and eight if they wanted to, because they had wives taking care of their kids. But for me, it was just, you know, that Riley is, I'm all that Riley has. So that was that driving force for me um, to definitely, you know, change my lifestyle and just change and say, you know what, it works. I'm just going to focus on this, you know, full time. Okay, awesome. Um, A lot of things that you said I can definitely like resonate with. (laughs) I remember when McKinley was little, um, but luckily I worked a job where um, they were really flexible. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to actually leave and like make up time but it was still crazy because I would you know if I would be gone longer than an hour then I would have to stay later and that's yeah. like more time away from her mm-hmm. so yeah it's kind of annoying but and you want to perform the best you can at work but it's kind of hard when you're thinking about your kid or they might be sick or whatever right it's just, yeah it's just it's a lot and then you know moms go through it anyway but I think that it's extra hard as a single mom because you know if your kid's sick for a week you and your spouse can alternate like so say you take your spouse took Monday and Tuesday off and then they could go to work Wednesday Thursday and Friday and you stay home with the kid but when you for us if your child's sick for a week you're just about to be out of work for a week right and it's like I moved from Mississippi to Houston and so I literally moved here without like well now I don't have any family so like originally um, I moved with some relatives who said Uh they were going to help me out or whatever and that's a whole nother story it didn't really work out but um, now it's just like me and my daughter so it's like there's nobody like Mm -hmm. nobody I can call Uh, I do have a couple people that I've met here but you know like you said earlier you don't really want to put the burden on them to go because you don't even really know them you know exactly it's like you've just met them and you know they seem nice but you never really know what they're they don't want to trust like I don't trust everyone with Riley like the only people that I allow to like keep her are my my mom and my sisters so (laughs) so it's like literally I I don't feel like I have much of a life because I'm (laughs) I'm like here and on the weekends it's like okay if there's nobody to watch her I'm just gonna you know stay with her or exactly we're going to do something. Um, but I have thought about trying like one of those 24 hour daycares for like, you know, if I just want to do something alone, because mm-hmm. I was like, I've been here two years and I haven't found anything yet. Or really, I guess I haven't looked for anything or anywhere for her to go. Yeah. Um, for me to like have some. Or if I hire a babysitter, like that's one of the things on my list this year, actually. Yeah. It's just because, you know, now 
even now, like, even though I work from home, but when, you know, picking her up and I mean, on weekends, it's just us and, you know, I need a break too sometimes. So I'm like really trying to get out there and trust people more. So like finding a, a reliable babysitter that can watch her for a few hours on Saturdays or whatever. Yeah, and I actually tried that last summer. Um, and I actually, I went to care.com. Okay. And so I found, um, she was actually, a, I think she was um, a college freshman and she was working for the YMCA. And mm-hmm. she was actually just home for the summer. I didn't know. I thought she was going to be like <laughs> a great babysitter. And so she actually went back to school. And so I was kind of sad about that. And I didn't try it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was really good. But it, it can be like, I don't know, kind of expensive depending on their experience mm-hmm. and things like that. But like I said, I got a college freshman and she was just trying to make some extra money for the summer. See, that's great. So, <laughs> so yeah, that worked. Yeah. But, Cause when um, I worked in Georgia and when I was working in the manufacturing um, plant and working on Saturdays and Sundays, I think I used, tried to use care.com and this, most of the women wanted to charge like $20 an hour. And I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm working like an eight hour that. shift. Like that's right. a lot of money. <laughs> it is. And I was like, even cause I think I paid her like 12 or $13. And, um, actually I remember it was when girl's trip came out and I was like, I hadn't done anything like alone. And so, um, some girls they wanted to get together and go see girls trip because I think I found this event like via Eventbrite or something Mm -hmm. and somebody was hosting like a private showing or something so I invited a few girls and they were down to go and so I was like okay it's now time for me to find a babysitter because otherwise like who's gonna watch her Mm -hmm. and so that's how I ended up on care.com and doing that but even like I think I ended up paying her like 60 something dollars for four, like three to four hours. And I was just like, and I'm thinking that's not what I even worth think. it. I, I don't know if it was worth it or not. I don't know. Cause I'm just like, yeah. you know, just to go to a movie. And the thing about it was I probably would have been back home sooner, but um, one of my friends didn't find their keys. Oh, <laughs> so boy. it was like, um, all I'm thinking about is like, I'm paying this lady by the hour yeah. and I need to get back home. But then she's lost her keys and I didn't want to just leave her. You know, she drove her mm-hmm. car, but like we were there together. But yeah, so oh, I haven't yeah. did that again <laughs> yet. But I was like, I don't know. Since the 24 hour daycare is like cheaper, you know, because they charge mm-hmm. like a drop off rate, I was thinking maybe I can try that out for a couple hours. It's way cheaper than um, getting a babysitter, but I just actually have to tour it and all of that. Yeah. And see um, what's going on there. But it's, it's probably is a lot cheaper. And her daycare does have like parents' night out once a month. So, but I've never used it. I just, I guess I'm just cheap. So I always think about like, oh, well, first off, I have to drive you all the way back to, to your school. And then like, it's literally for three hours. Yeah. And then I have to pick her up. So I don't and know. time passes so fast. It's it like, does. Because <laughs> I remember. Just like, we could just be sitting at home and I can make you go to bed. <laughs> right. Because it was like, I think um, her McKinley school actually tried it once and I charged $20 too. And it's like, by the time I got to the restaurant, I just went for like a drink. By the time I got there, it was like 30 minutes had passed. And I was like, I have to drive back, (laughs) eat and all of that. So yeah, I don't know. 
it's just it's crazy but But it's definitely a struggle but then most of the time I'm like oh well I want to break but then I don't like I'm perfectly content like I take Riley to the movies with me all the time well for kid appropriate movies but like we went to see hidden figures together and you know stuff like that where most of the time she falls asleep anyway like as soon as the previews go off she's like knocked out but definitely understand that struggle well, McKinley, she doesn't do good at the movies. She oh, likes okay. to talk. So <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Oh, no. Riley falls I'm, right asleep. I'm like, okay, we'll have to wait until you understand that you need to be quiet in the movies. Because we went to see, what was that? It's been a while, actually, since we've been to the movies. And I just haven't taken her because mm-hmm. she, just, she just talks a lot. <laughs> and even, like, if I rent a movie, I'm like, Amazon demand or whatever, she'll talk right through it. And oh, so I'm God. just like, until she understands, <laughs> we're not going back to the movies. It's like a yeah. wave. But yeah, I guess we kind of got off topic, but oh, no, no, no. Um, it's okay. So I guess uh, my other question was um, do you have any other side hustles in addition to It Works? Or is that like your primary focus and you're not really? you know, dabbing in anything else? No, it's it's definitely my primary focus, but I do have, um, I actually started a real estate investing firm last year, but I haven't gotten it off the ground yet, but that's something that I'm um, really hoping to like focus on this year. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's my kind of second hustle. Oh, awesome. Um, I remember when I first moved here, a lot of people were telling me um, that that was something to get into. But mm-hmm. I was thinking of like, you know, I'm already here alone. So I don't know how I would find the time to actually, you know, be able to do the classes and then pay somebody to, yeah. you know, so that's, I don't know. I kind of put that like. But the housing market there is probably like awesome. It is. Here. It actually is. Where do you actually live again? Um, I live in Tallahassee, so it's like it's pretty much South Georgia. <laughs> um, it's in Florida, but um, the housing market is horrible in this area just because there's three colleges here, mm-hmm. and most people raise the prices of things because they try to prevent college students from like moving to certain areas of town. So, oh yeah. yeah. It's definitely like super affordable here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So there's this thing where people say entrepreneurship is not for everyone. How do you feel about that? Oh, I definitely agree. Just because it takes, like I said earlier, you're going to have to, it's a lot of investing into you and not everybody is cut out for it. Like some people are perfectly fine, like um, being told what to do, but in the case you know, with entrepreneurship, you don't have anybody telling you like, hey, there's no one saying, McKaysley, you need to complete these tasks today. You need to do this. Like your check, it's your work ethic is basically going to write your check in entrepreneurship. You know, there's no one telling you to wake up at five o'clock in the morning so that you can complete everything on your to-do list. Like there's no boss in your ear. So it's definitely not for everybody. If you're not like self-motivated, you're not a self-starter, um, and maybe it's just not something that interests you. It's very time consuming as well. Um, a lot of times you're going to have sleepless nights. You're going to have early mornings, late nights, early mornings. Um, and you know, some people value sleep. Like I've met people and they're like, okay, well this is for me because I have to be in bed by seven o'clock and that's perfectly fine. Like there's just, that's just who that person is. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not for everybody. I don't think, and we need, if everybody was entrepreneurs, who would be the employee? So we definitely right. need employees in the world as well. Right. And then one thing for me, like you said, you have those people who say that they have to be in bed by seven. Sometimes, I don't know. I just feel like some people are not hungry enough. Yeah, like, exactly. You, know, you have to have that drive. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you have to be self-motivated. If you're not motivating yourself, then yeah, you definitely can't make it an entrepreneurship. No, there's nobody telling like it. And in network marketing too, like there's so many people that, you know, join the business And it's the same, like people expect for it to be kind of like a boss type thing, like I'm their boss, but it's definitely not like this is your own business. You have to get out there and hustle just like I hustle. I'm not going to sit there and tell you like, hey, this is what you need to do today or this is what you need to do tomorrow. No, that's not my job. So people come in with that intention of like, oh, I'm going to have a boss. And I just, you know, you have to let people know like this is not what this is. This is entrepreneurship. You have to build your own business. It's not up to the next person. Right, definitely. Okay, well, is there anything else you want to add? I think that's all the questions that I had. No, I don't have anything else. I really enjoyed chatting with you tonight. Likewise, this is really awesome. It's always <laughs> nice to connect and just talk with other moms who really understand Yay. You know, what's going on and where you're There should be like a network of like especially single moms because most of my friends are like married. I think I'm probably the only single mom in the group of my kids that have kids or my friends that have kids. Wow. Well, so, I'm 26 and none of my friends have kids. Yeah. So. It's either they don't have kids or they're married they're or married they're married either. with kids. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, when is somebody going to have a kid or when is yeah. somebody? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. So tell the listeners where they can connect with you and, you know, if they're interested in getting started with It Works, like, where can they find information? Oh, yes, definitely. So my Instagram um, is probably the easiest way to connect with me. Um, and it's just Mc- at Makesa Colvin. So that's M-A-K-A-S-A. And then my last name is C-O-V-I-N. It's just one word. Um, but yeah, all my contact information is on my Instagram. Okay, awesome. And I'll link that in the show notes as well so that people can see that there. All right. Sounds good. All right. Awesome. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. And it has been great talking with you. You are so welcome. Good night. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Makesa as much as I did. I really got a lot of takeaways and I hope you did too. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And take some time to connect with me on Instagram at Single Black Motherhood. You can visit the website at singleblackmotherhood.com. And if you found this podcast helpful today, be sure to take time and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And I've been getting some really good feedback about the podcast and how helpful they are. But be so kind and leave those reviews in iTunes soundcloud or google play or wherever you have listened to it just leave those comments there i would greatly appreciate it and until next time thanks for listening